Hello, my friends. We are broadcasting today from Cottonwood Heights, Utah. Decided to come back to Utah. While I'm here, I wanted to talk to some pretty interesting gals that are going to be starting their own podcast here pretty soon. We've got Alyssa and Rachel with us. Hi. What's up? How's it going, Rachel? (laughs) I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. This is a place of safety. I wish that you guys were at the studio studio. It's a lot more comfortable. This is... Uh, I'm Back not, in Kansas? Yeah. Whatever. I'm having flashbacks to planning my wedding in here. I'm digging <laughs> it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh okay, gosh. full disclosure, they're also my sister-in-laws. So that Don't hold is, it against uh, us. Favorite sister-in-laws. <laughs> I think you're my only sister. Oh, no. Ooh. Okay, we're going to have to edit Ooh, that dude. out. Yeah, I know, right? No, that was my bad. Ah, crap. See? Yeah, Already you guys say, are getting into trouble. sister-in-laws. You little bastards. <laughs> I was like, even on your other side, you better watch that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, but I got to be honest. When I heard that you guys were going to be doing your own podcast, I was like, that is so cool. That is like so cool. It is super well, cool. We've already got questions for you because you're like the podcast king. That's not true. That's it not is. True. I mean, if you guys could see this setup, I oh, the first thing I said when he came when we came in is this is like hardcore. Hey, ours are like little $50, you know, little mics off of Amazon. You got to start somewhere though, you know, like that's how you start out. And then the, the more things go along, you grow and, and then it's amazing. It's part of the evolution of, uh, podcasting. And it will (laughs) get better. So if anyone comes from this podcast to our podcast, I promise stay along for the ride because it will yeah. get better and if our ratings just start to tank we'll start taking like video of us on our podcast and then it'll go back up because rachel's hot <laughs> <laughs> so is Alyssa. that's the thing it's no like, no it's okay no you <laughs> i look like a muppet today so oh, it's geez. a good thing we're not videoing it <laughs> no you look you always look good i was i always say i'm like you're out of jake's league no, Is well, that the right I mean that's true, but <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm he gonna says, be but not honest. Me. There's no guy that deserves the girl that he ends up with. It just is Very what true. it is. That's yeah. Shout out to my husband Jack. He's even said I'm a lot better than him, and I'm like, yeah, it's true. It Aww, is. I'm just kidding. That's cute. I'm, no, Jake tells Jack. me that too. Every like before we took our family pictures, I like come out of the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'm ready, and he goes. I just don't get it. Why did you marry me? And I was like, because I thought one day you'd be rich. Let's go. (laughs) Jake is so cute. I can't decide if it's cute. Josh is like, why in the world would I have these two girls come onto this podcast? Because no, all it's going to be is, I, that's so no, cute. I needed to up my ratings. So I was like, this is, uh, we're going to do this. <laughs> no, obviously I wanted to support you guys and help out in any way that I could. And so I wanted to have you guys come on and talk to me and tell me about your podcast and so whose idea was it to start the podcast definitely Rachel yeah it was mine and Um, what what gave you the idea okay so I've always loved murder it sounds weird when I say I love I don't love murder I don't love obviously it's not like Jesus (laughs) Rachel (laughs) I know and I'm trying to be like Jesus every day Trying no, to but. be like Jesus. <laughs> Throwing in an LDS song in here. Um, no, I 
I have always loved the mystery behind, you know, true crime. Yeah. And so it's well, always been kind of It's the me. appeal of the abnormal. And we've talked about yeah. that. It's like, that's so weird. Like, I never would have thought like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of this person. I know what I'll do. I'll off them. Like, it'll be great. Yeah. Like, I that's never, never been the solution to a problem for us. Only for people with effed up minds. Yeah. Is it, is, so is it the... um. Is it the desire to find out from a psychological point where where these people that that bring themselves to being able to take someone else's life interests you or it's that, but then it's also like honestly the process of um no, you know go ahead. Sorry. oh sorry. <laughs> no, you got this. It's the process of what they do to even catch the killer. I think is so interesting. Yeah. My my dream job is to become like a detective. Like a I was forensics. Say, yeah, like cold well, case. Yeah. I would love so to work she, on the cold case. Yeah, she loves like cold the detective, cases. like cold case concept of like, so for me, like I enjoy the psychology and the science aspect of it. So my mind is like, wow, either was this person born this way? Did they like have certain events in their life that led to their like the neurons in their brain changing, their thought processes just like led up to this? And then also it's like the forensic of like, how they got caught. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh. Party foul. Party foul. And he was the one that said. I don't know. Silence your phones, ladies. <laughs> me in the ass every single time. <laughs> Just do, it as, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly. I can't tell you how many times Here's I've heard the, that statement from my parents. Over here. <laughs> Rhonda and Myron. Uh, Dude, Rhonda, Rhonda all the time as a teenager. I'd be like, but you did it. She was like, do as I say, not as I do. Or <laughs> did. Are you going to have your parents listen to this? Are they going to, do they, do they have Spotify? To be fair, I mean, my dad just got his first iPhone and literally every time I see him, he asks me like how to do something new. Like he knows how to text. He can make a phone call. I FaceTimed him for the first time a couple weeks ago and it literally like he didn't answer and then immediately <laughs> called me and was like, I didn't even know how to pick up. Like, wow. I don't I don't get it. Well, you also got to let the people know your dad is like he's turning 72. Yeah. This year, or he is 72 and this year. Yeah. You're the youngest of 13. 13. So it's I don't know. You're yeah. how old? 20? No, I'm sorry. What? You you 13 kids? I'm the youngest of 13. So it's a blended situation. You didn't how know that? How did I not know that? You should have known that. I did not know that. So my parents were both married before they met. My dad okay. had eight kids from two previous marriages. You got to add in the little information about okay. your dad, though, too. Well, which, no, which information? Polygamy. Oh, so my dad was raised in a polygamy family, so in a polygamous crazy. family. Yeah. And so he doesn't have any half siblings from the polygamous marriages. He has half siblings from his father's previous marriage. And when he told that wife, like, hey, I believe in polygamy. I want to start. She was like, you're effed up out of here. Like, and kicked him out and they got a divorce. And so my dad has half siblings from that but as far as like by the time my grandpa got a quote unquote second wife, because it's not like a legal marriage. Right. Um, She was like a widow of so many years and Hardy had kids and they were both in like their late, like late 60s. And so they weren't going to have any more children. So my dad doesn't have any like half siblings from his like, I don't know. And it's weird. Like he's never considered his like... So did he, was he in it under Warren Jeps? 
No. Oh my so, gosh, I would hope not. Well, I know. no, I will see. I didn't, no, no, no. I so, didn't know this. I know, it's like a weird thing. Yeah, so my dad was born and raised question. in Salt Lake, Utah. And then he was, I think, 10 or 11 when his dad finally disclosed, like, disclosed to him and his two brothers that he was wanting to take on a second wife. And like, this is her name. She has children and there's your same ages. Like, and then after that point, it still took like a year and a half for them to hold like literally a backyard ceremony, quote unquote, where they were, you know, I don't even like, I don't even think you can say married because it's not like a government official or church official, anything like And so my grandpa, basically what happened was he was mainstream Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then he was talking to his bishop and said, look, I think we should have gone back to believe me. I don't think that should have been taken away. And the church said, you know what? You know, we have we've gotten rid of (laughs) polygamy for a long time now. Like this isn't something we're going to bring back. And he just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until eventually the church was like, you know what? I think maybe we should say like, we're going to excommunicate you, which is, it sounds really like drastic, but in the church's mind. And like the way my dad explained it to me, was like, we want you to take a break. We want you to step back from the church. We want to make sure that you're not teaching any of the youth or the primary or the children. And because, right. Because this isn't something that we want to continue in our church. Like we've stepped away from that. That's a part of our history, but it's not a part of our future. But did they, did they, and maybe you don't know this, but did they, end up bringing him into the council so he wrote a book about polygamy and you can still find it i don't know if it's been publicated since the 70s yeah see this is why we do this rachel yeah Yeah. we're gonna find out did you know we're related holy shit that's awesome huh yeah jack and i jack my husband are eight cousins that's actually like for real you and jack are eighth cousins yes wait in real for for realsies yes this is the downfall of genealogy for everyone that's like i want to find out my dna i want to find out all this stuff and i'm like don't do it don't do it it. you're gonna be married to a relative don't do it it's through his dad's side and it's like back to like the 1800s which is a long time ago but not really in the same sense I mean, it'd be more comfortable if it was like back to Adam, but <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. When I found out that we were eight cousins, I was like, oh. well, Jack and I are related, but it's through Lillian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it doesn't right. count, but I'm related to Brent through my mom. Oh my gosh. See, like this is what, like we are truly. Brent brother. is my father-in-law for listeners. I didn't even think to like put that Brothers in. So like sisters. my husband and I are related technically. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We're like 11th cousins. You have to go pretty far back. Yeah. But Still, it's the still, things we it's find out when we talk. That's no, I crazy. know. Isn't that weird? Okay, well, so hold on. I don't want to. I don't want to get off this topic really quick. So I know you found something juicy. Don't let oh, it go. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh no, when I found out like, about the polygamy in our family, I was we talked for like hours one night. Oh I yeah. Was like, oh, I yeah. need to know every detail. The so, funniest part of that was that was when you like Facebooked my dad's ex-wives. Oh yeah, I totally. I of course. Of course, Rachel's gonna do that. You like, have to she's stop. like the Hold Associated up. Press. Hold now. up. Oh, I am. I, she is. FBI, you're listening. <laughs> Hire me because I would be fantastic. You're like, I got you. I could be a bounty hunter, honestly. So did, did so did he get pulled in to the? Because I heard when I've never been excommunicated, but when you get excommunicated, I heard that they bring you into a 
um, council, like almost like a judgment council where you're in with the stake president. Correct. The bishop. And then the high councilman. And the high councilman. Right. So it's basically like the church leaders of like a set geographical area. And they pull you in and they basically talk to you about like, okay, you're here because we've heard this. We want to hear your side of the story. And then it's kind of like a trial. So what they'll do is the stake presidency, which is made up of a president, a first, a second counselor. They'll be the ones asking questions. And then there's 12 high councilmen that almost sit like a jury. But it's all around like a large table. And so they'll bring the person in. They'll say, "Okay, we've heard this. We'd like you to explain your side of the story and elaborate for us. And then the person that's basically on trial will talk about it. Right. And then they'll even call in witnesses. So they'll call in like other people that have um, that are associated. So like when my grandfather was called in for this, his ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife would have been called in. They would have talked to her about it. Wow. They would have called in like neighbors and friends and asked them questions about it. Like. They would have gone through like a whole list of people and my grandfather would have known like they would have said, "Okay, look, we're going to bringing be bringing in these other people and talking to them about this. And he would have been present. It's almost it's almost a lot like an actual like government trial, but it's just held within a church. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of different. But like I had a friend growing up that was Catholic and technically the. Pope holds similar things at the Vatican. So like it's more like high level, like between archbishops and like other things like that. But they have a very similar setup to like how they would run things. So um, th- th- so that's where your dad had his LDS primary roots is he grew correct. up actually in the the Church of right. Jesus Christ so of Latter-day he, Saints. Correct. And, and you're- he would have been baptized, just not by his father, because I think by the time my dad had turned eight, his father had been excommunicated already. But he and his brothers were still allowed to, so they would go to church every Sunday. They would go to activities. They went to primary. My father was baptized. He received the priesthood at like 12, just like anyone else his age. Um, And then at a certain point, my grandfather became so radical and so persistent and outspoken about the polygamy thing that my dad's younger brother was told, like, you're still living at home. You're still around this. We're nervous that um, if we give you the priesthood, it may or may not become like perverted in like your father's eyes or he may try to use this as like a way to validate or bring other people into his polygamist ideas. And so they told my uncle, like, we're going to wait. We're not going to give you your priesthood when you turn 12. Like, we would encourage you to still come to church. And then when you turn 18 and you're no longer under your father's, like, you're no longer considered a minor, you can come to us and say that you want the priesthood and we'll give it to you. That's weird. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I mean, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter. Like, I know my dad said that his brother, my uncle was kind of sad because then he's the only 12 year old in that group that that wasn't, didn't get the priesthood, you know, I think it was really hard. And so I know at a certain point, my dad was like 14, 15 and they moved out of state. They moved away from Utah. And at that point, because they had moved away from Utah and church was now farther away or wards were more dispersed geographically. They stopped going to church. And so my dad became inactive in that sense. Okay. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But my grandfather never necessarily like held a church on Sundays for 
him and whatever other people around so he him never, he never believed went and practiced with another ideology correct he this never is just something he, came he never up with established his own church he never oh, okay. established his own congregation okay he more or less just while in utah talked to other people and became almost like a weird like networking kind of situation i guess is what i would call it. so you find other people that believe the same things as you and he would talk with them and converse with them but they never became like an established congregation they never started their own church or had their own meetings but that is how he met his um like second wife i guess is what you'd say well, i i'll go ahead oh, Rach. i was just gonna say i just have you know a quick question yeah. did you ever find out why your grandfather wanted a second wife necessarily so my dad, I've never met my grandfather. He passed away before oh. I was born. Okay. And so a lot of the information that I get are from like journals that my grandfather mm-hmm. kept or journals that my dad kept and then and talking to my dad. Yeah. But my dad says that he felt like in the Bible, it says what God's put on earth, God doesn't take away. Like God is consistent. And so in my grandfather's mind, if he allowed polygamy once, why would he take it away? And so he felt mm-hmm. like that should have never been taken away and that that was something that maybe the church did just to become a state, which is true. It was taken away. Like the church stopped polygamy and it was shortly thereafter that Utah was granted statehood because polygamy was against, it wasn't allowed in the United States of America. Yeah. And so he, which is in a similar belief that a lot of other actual like organized polygamist groups believe in and believe and so in some ways I think that was part of his beliefs was just that like if God allowed it once why would he take it away Mm -hmm. but then another thing my dad said is and the reason he chose his second quote-unquote wife was because she was widowed and she couldn't support herself and she had children and so okay so it's almost like going back to the original right which is why the church instilled polygamy in the first place was like we had so many women that had children and their husbands either went off to war or they went off there weren't they died yeah and they weren't being supported so how so how do you guys feel and handle when information comes to light that like joseph smith for instance had wives that had husbands Oh, you mean like women that were married to more than one husband? Right. Like the, like people that weren't dead or went to war. Like he right. he went to friends that had wives and said, God I'm taking on your second wife. commanded me to take your wife. Like that kind of contradicts that. that that's, that's been the hardest part about trying to navigate this is the questions have come in. I never right. wanted this podcast to get into religion, but because yeah. of everything that's going on right now, with the uh, banner of heaven that just oh yeah that, that came out and there's so much going on under like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints I I would say you know the show under the banner of heaven and right then oh, yeah. you've got the, the keep sweet uh, pray and obey pray that and came obey. out on Netflix and, and then another big thing is like the Mormon oh the swinger mom mom talk swinging going on that's the last thing that happened in utah right it's probably i mean i would say the last recent couple weeks like which is controversy that's happened yeah yeah i'm trying to get a um a fundamentalist on oh because yes because i want to ask i want to know how the doctrine breaks down because um and i've Mm -hmm. and i've talked about this on the program before i grew up mormon just like you guys Mm -hmm. um Obviously, as as time went on, I've distanced myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. I'm not anti Mormon. 
I like you guys. It's it's uh, like you're doing with your murder mysteries. It's an investigation. <laughs> right. Yeah. What I have done is completely removed the emotional and spiritual side from it, and I come at it analytically. So you're looking at facts. I want, yeah, yeah. I want to see the I want to see the breakdown, and there is a lot of contradiction in that search. That's what's been so frustrating. Is you, I've I've been in that situation where I've gone to a leader and said, hey. These are my questions. Right. I just honestly like the, this is a this is important to me. Right. And it's you're just going to have to put that on the shelf. It's not it doesn't pertain to your salvation. Right. So don't worry about it. And by the way, you shouldn't be looking at stuff like that anyway. And it's like, man, I, th- I think you've got to kick over every stone and rather you stay or rather you go. I think that that is where the testimony actually comes from is mm-hmm. when you definitively find out for yourself what you think is, is going on. But in that research, and then these are the questions that are coming in and the questions that I never asked that because my listeners have sent to me, got me down a different you rabbit started hole. wondering. Yeah. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. because one question that came in and I, I don't want to ruin, cause I, I'm doing a Q and a, right. Cause this is going to end up being a, so you don't want to spoil. No, it is going to end up being a full episode because I'm not yeah. joking you. Like I've gotten questions about other stuff, but yeah. I have been infiltrated with questions about the Mormon religion and I'm obviously not a spokesperson for the religion (laughs) and I don't know everything but some of these questions that have come in like one of them which I didn't even know was true and accurate is um, I heard Joseph Smith married a 14 year old girl and I was like you know my initial I didn't respond but my initial thing was like no there's no way way. (laughs) and then I find out it's true and I'm like wow I, I didn't see that I didn't see that coming Mm-hmm. And the way the polygamy, the, the way the polygamy thing went down in in the first place, that we, we find out more and more, Emma was not. She didn't like she it. She was not up for that. She was not at a fan. All. She was pissed about yeah. it. Emma is a beautiful woman. No, no, listen. <laughs> no, she is a beautiful, that, strong oh, woman. No, 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 no. Emma, in my opinion, holds more weight for me analytically than Joseph Smith does. The the stuff that she went through losing her family because they didn't like Joseph. They her, her dad hated Joseph. But because of the financial situation that they were in when they got married, Joseph Smith had to go to her dad and mm-hmm. say, please, um, we don't have a place to to stay. And this is your daughter. And so reluctantly, he, he did that. But in the end of that whole situation, she never talked to her mom and dad again, at least that can be traced recorded that 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 was done so she goes with this guy that claims he's a prophet of god all this stuff that they go through the the babies that they lost the Mm -hmm. the people that died they get all the way over somewhere she's far away from home and then he drops uh god told me that he wants me to start dating other women it's like whoa man Well, I just be I, dating. Well, you know, well, no. I mean, you're just getting married, so I guess it's a little more serious than dating. But. <laughs> well, and I almost feel like married isn't necessarily the right word because it's nowhere. You have to look at marriage as like different. And Jake and I have talked about this because we're like our marriage was approved by the government, right? Right. right. But then because we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, we went to a place. That the government says, okay, these people have the legal ability to marry. And those people also happen to be like legally ordained, I guess is the word that you would say. 
but they're members of our church. But then anything further than that, so the fact that we believe that we're sealed and we'll be together forever, mm-hmm. that's not government. Right. That's so on the religious like, standpoint. Yeah. But the church won't marry you unless they get permission from the state. You can't get married yes. unless you have that well, so license. You right? can't get sealed. Right. Unless you have that and license. That, and that was one of the things that I wanted to ask about polygamy in general, even with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is when they got married, uh, according to history, they, they went into the temple and got sealed. Right. They would have done that, though, under duress of the state, because there's no way the state at that time would have given them legal licensing to get married. Well, and at that time, the church didn't say we need government approval for you to be sealed. So where did where did the doctrine obey the laws of the land come into play then? Well, you have to other... think like where the church was going. And I might be a little off on this. I'm like trying to think back and rack my brain. But um, even while the church was in Missouri, Missouri wasn't necessarily like a full state state like different laws applied different places. I mean, that's the only way that the governor of Missouri was able to like do the execution order on all like anyone associated with the Mormon church. And so everywhere the church went, they were saying, look, we believe these things. We want to be able to live and practice our religion. The United States says, Hey, we're open to all religions and freedom of religion. And yet at the same time, there were things that, that the church wanted to do and practice that the government said, no, that's weird. We're not doing, we're that. Not doing that. And either. so that's why I think the saints were told and were prompted and it was revelation that they needed to be moving. And that's why they settled in Utah, because it was a territory. They were able to say, look, we're not under your rule. These are our religious preferences. These are how we want to live our life. We believe this is part of our religion. And I think in a lot of ways, the United States government and then the head of the church kind of had to sit down and say, look, you guys have a lot of people out there. We want to be able to utilize your resources. And the church says, "Okay, well, we'd love to be a part of your government, but we don't feel like you're respecting the fact of freedom of our religion. And so there had to be like. It was the only only religion in United States history. That that's way, ever that been persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, the only legit. one. I don't know enough about, you know, the back history. Sure. No, with, you're fine. So that's why I'm not like really contributing to the no, only. The, uh, it's sad to admit this, but I, I'm just going to be real. I did on my way out of the religion. I did more research than I did when I was in. Yeah. And and that was that was kind of cool, though, at the same time, because Rather, you end up agreeing with the ideology or not, the mm-hmm. story is freaking awesome. It's extremely it, fascinating. It, no, it really is. Yeah. Like, like the whole premise behind the whole thing, how it all started. Like, if you, I, that's what I mean. I have to take, I have to take my personal feelings out and read it as if I've never read it before. And that story is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Like the, the the stuff that 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 happened and how everything came to fruition and it's pretty crazy. I went to Nauvoo. Well, I've been to Nauvoo, Nauvoo now like three times. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go back now. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like I've seen it. Too I've been there enough. Yeah, no, it's like, okay. But no, it was it was just interesting to hear about that, but it it did it raised other questions because 
there there was a falling out with Emma in the end. Well, yeah. Because she, I think she wanted her son to supersede Joseph in his She martyr. did. So in a lot of other religions, and in, I wouldn't say a lot of other religions, but in other religions, and I think the death of Joseph was known that it was coming by a very select few, and they were probably the other people that died with him, you know? Um, nothing was outlined. The church... The other members of the church looked at that and said, we'd never planned for this day. We never planned for our prophet to be killed. We never planned for the top leader. I mean, we're not talking about just the prophet being killed. We're talking about right. the next few in command right. being killed. Right. They wiped and out so the whole. They looked at it and they said, we don't know what to do. And I think Emma's reaction was like, well, a priesthood normally like in the Bible or in the Old Testament would fall in a much more like patriarchal line, it would go down from father to son, from father to you'd son, probably from know, father you, to son. You'd probably know this more than me, but did they did they have a quorum of the twelve established at that point? They did. So, they did. and that's where and that's where Brigham Young came in because at that time wasn't he the president then of so, the quorum of the twelve? He was not. What? Where? Do he you was know where a member he fell in line? of the twelve. Uh huh. I'm not sure exactly what where he fell in line, yeah. but I knew that. So. Joseph Smith would have been the prophet. Right. Hiram Smith would have been one of the next. So he was the in first there. counselor. I don't know if he was first or second or if he was even just a member of the 12, but I knew he would have been there. John Taylor was present. Right. At the martyrdom and survived. He wouldn't, he would become like the third president of the church, I believe. And oh, so, dude. Well, so it's look, like kind this of is, crazy. This is, I'm it's kind of a rabbit you, hole. Listeners, this is it not really is. this is not gospel. This is just what I'm researching. This right is now. church history. But I wouldn't in, say this is church gospel. Well, right. does that make sense? Well, yeah. what I'm what I'm about to say is going to be very controversial, though, because okay. this is what I'm researching right now. So, I'm I'm on the, the wait. Path. Then before you say this, yeah, Rachel and I love you. And our beliefs may be different than you. Yeah. No. But no. we love you. No. See, that's, well, that's what I'm saying is that I yeah. don't know enough about the church history. I yeah. basically, where my beliefs come in is like, because you say, yeah, I take my emotional feelings out of it. And like, I want the facts. See, and that's where I'm different. You have to have And the I have like yeah. the, which is totally fine. Right. Right. You know, and sorry. You're fine. It's okay. Party Fine. You owe me five bucks. <laughs> Shit, I don't have five bucks. <laughs> um, but I, that's my feelings and my emotions and my spirituality in the church and things that I've been through and my own personal, you know, relationship with my Heavenly Father is the foundation of, of your of right. why I believe. Yeah. You know, and even like my own personal trials and my struggles and, you know, things that most people don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, that's where my beliefs come in. And so that's why I don't know. Like that. I feel like that's why I'm not contributing. No, you to love, the history. You, you love that support system. Right. That yeah. Was there. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. I look at church history and I get the analytical point of view. I look at the facts and I say, wow, all these things either happened or they didn't. You know, you have a set record and you can look at those. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what I believe is based off of spiritual. And I feel like yeah. anybody that is a part of a religion looks at it the same way. And But to I, that point... That is why I do this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Is because I want to bring people in that disagree with me. 
Right. That's the mm-hmm. only way we grow. Right. It's the only way we grow. That That's one of the major problems I feel like is going on in the world today is when you disagree with someone, they want to kill you and your family. Yeah. yeah. It's like no one you know? can, no it's one like else can have It's like putting your blinker on in Utah. It's an act of war. You know what I mean? Put your blinker <laughs> on in Utah. <laughs> Craziest drivers in the world. Well, like even in social oh media, gosh. this is kind of like a different thing, but it's like social media. If someone puts You're out exactly their opinion right. oh, well, on yeah. Facebook that's or... Religion, there's a lot of different religions out right. there you know what yeah. i mean nba is a religion you know what i mean like anything that you follow and put your investment into right it's kind of like that and that and i couldn't have done this podcast a couple of years ago because i think i would have i think uh, uh, uh my uh anger that i had at the time mm-hmm. and and questions that i had at the time would have come through i had to get to a point as a person where i was like you know what I, there's a lot of things I don't know. Right. And, and I'm okay to admit that. I mm-hmm. don't know. I so everybody so when, doesn't know everything. Well, right. Yeah, they're not right. ready to admit so, it. You know? So yeah. I think the last, I, I, I was asked, well, so do you, do you believe in God? And I'm like, I live as though they exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, my, my point now is just to be the best human being that I can. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's right and wrong as far as that goes. I'm not worried about it. I think it will all work itself out in the end regardless. It's a win-win for for people like me. You know what I mean? Because it's like if there is an afterlife, great. Mm-hmm. If there's not. I've lived my life in right. a way that I'm satisfied. My only, my only honest real issue with it is the ideology I believe breeds a dumbed down intellect to be able to expand your mind out into different diverse um for instance, I don't want my kids believing that if they pray hard enough, bread's going to fall from the sky. I would rather have them go, okay, yes, meditate and have that relationship, but you've got to bust your ass. Right. And mm-hmm. you've got to go out and you've got to put your shoulder to the wheel mm-hmm. and you've got to make that bread fall from the sky. I don't, I don't want, I don't, that's what I mean. I feel like it, it ruins the intellect of your thinking when you start to believe and and if and if they because the bible's whacked there's so many you know what i mean and i mean that respectfully but there's it's a combination of different books it's hard to read the old testament and go like okay are they talking like in metaphors here are they being dead serious that that happens off of the bible and then rip the cover off of the lord of rings and you mix them up a little bit you don't know what you're reading i mean (laughs) you're kind of like oh i get it like oh the giants this is lord of the rings they went over to egypt and then wait where's mordor (laughs) right no and i think day i'm like where's the picture books (laughs) i mean come on dumb it down for me because i you know but i definitely i but i also think we have the same stance as in you just want to be the best human you can be absolutely right i also think our heavenly father wants us to be the best people we can be i don't think there's a single religion here on this earth that Mm -hmm. has everything wrong i don't think there's a single religion on this earth that is wrong well you can't yeah. But that's the danger in in feeling, I guess, repressed in a way, because when you get mad and you leave the organization, anything affiliated with that is the organization. You right. were told to be kind and serve. It and you're almost like, taints. That's the, yes, it does. And it that's taints. why I feel like people that leave the church, for the most part, go crazy on the other side. Right. Yeah. Drink and, and just go nuts because 
they don't know now your your whole your whole value system has collapsed mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. you're never taught how to build that yourself you've always been handed that value system as right. a religious person you don't have to do the research on that god has told you everything well it's the same way that like someone that's raised by certain parents whether or not religion is involved as a teenager rebels and then goes right. i need to get away from what my parents have taught me and figure this out on my own I think I no matter think, what yeah. religion, I think Absolutely. you have people that do no. because they're trying to it's, find their own path. It's honestly. Easy to, There's a reason the Amish have room springer, right? They say, right. look, we've taught you these things since you're a child. Now go out and experience what you've been missing. And after a certain amount of time, you make the decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I, I think I think that's what it has to be. But I think at the end of the day, you know, like when you t- when you talk about, you know, your convictions and what you believe I respect that because at Mm -hmm. some point I was the same way I know how important it is because there was a time I was all in right you know what I mean so I'm 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 from that that correspondence I can't talk about other religions because I haven't been a part of another religion I pick on Mormons because that's what I was right and you know I think nowadays everyone's just trying to navigate and find the best spot for I think the best thing you can do is let your children like shop around I know that sounds weird but like I remember growing up I went to Baptist church I went to non-denominational church I would go with friends to a Catholic mass and I would still go to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints I experienced and had glimpses of all of it and I love that my parents let me do that because they understood the importance they said look shop around Sorry. it is I know it's <laughs> it a weird sounds funny it is it's a weird concept <laughs> but that's the reality where, where, of the no, situation no, where did you grow up so I grew up in Salem Oregon where okay yeah, yeah i mean outside of utah so no, i'm not saying you're a witch no uh, that's not yeah, rachel's like told you oh my yeah. gosh oh my gosh i have to plug this now <laughs> i go back no this is like so apart from finding out you're related i knew to she like, was here because the broom was in the parking lot you know <laughs> i saw you better watch it or you'll be no, like please, riveting no. behind don't, that mic. don't turn me into a toad i've seen what happens to those no continue but, um Oh, I lost my train of thought. You were gonna, you were <laughs> gonna plug something about Oregon. Oh, random plug. Well, this isn't even a plug about Oregon. So, um, although the downside of like knowing your genealogy is you unfortunately find out that you're closer cousins than you wanted to be with like <laughs> your spouses or whatever. Um, I actually have a great, 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 great aunt that was murdered or like went to trial as a witch in Massachusetts and was convicted and yeah you're right so that's not even like (laughs) it's funny and it's a cool it's like ironic because I grew up in Salem Oregon but I legitimately have like an ancestor that was tried as a witch in Massachusetts not in Salem but my ancestors like I can trace the line they came over on and landed on Plymouth Rock and they settled what's now Sandwich Massachusetts. Wow. And that's I where she was convicted. That. Wow. Honestly, like cape. yeah. A random weird, right? I love your um I think it's so ancestors cool because Sandwich, Massachusetts. I'm okay. Like, I know. Well, it's because they were from <laughs> Sandwich, England. Sandwich is an actual place in oh England. Gosh, and that's whoever. where they were from. And so they were like, This is like it's the whole reason you have New Hampshire, new whatever. It's New England. They took like yeah, they the took what they were familiar colonies. with and they brought it here. And well, and that's we honestly got. with anything in Kansas. They've got Park City, 
Ogden. Like, they do not. Ogden. That's hilarious. Dead, no, I'm dead serious. Oh that's I'm why like, Kansas I'm City is I'm in two states. I'm starting to realize these Massachusetts <laughs> names everywhere. Well, that's the I joke about so Oregon. You've got Salem. You've got Albany. They basically just like carbon printed all the like <laughs> New York names and then put them in Oregon because they were like, uh, I mean, Portland's probably the only. No, Portland, Maine. Never mind. I think the only thing original in Oregon is boring Oregon. Boring, Which is a real, Oregon. that's a real place in Oregon. Boring Oregon. Honestly, it's a real town. us three could never live there because we're not boring. Well, no, that's true. Yeah. Boring Oregon. Oregon is beautiful though. <laughs> Oregon is gorgeous. It's so pretty. I love Ugh. Oregon. Biased. Super biased. Honestly, but I think that's, yes. I think that's one of the last places in the West. Well, no, Seattle's pretty sweet too. Um, I, I'm kind of over, I'm over California. You know what I mean? Been there. Well, and if you ask a person that's lived in Oregon long enough, they want California to like break off and just. (laughs) Sorry for anyone who's listening. Just become its own island. You live in California. Just get the hell out of the United States. No, you're not welcome in this podcast. The fault line is like already there. Just break off, become your own island. (laughs) No kidding. Jeez. And I say that because I know people from California and I love them no, dearly. I but I am just, yeah, it's like the joke. Time. We mostly just, in Oregon, we'd be like, oh, those Californians are here. They don't drive the way we drive. <laughs> they drive up our housing market. Like, is uh, all from California. So love them all. So don't worry. We love you, California. Oh, yeah. We love you. We just hate that your economic hardships no. are inflicting <laughs> ours. <laughs> No, California's going through some rough shit right now. Dude, I, I know. They've got they've got some major problems going I on. I follow a right gal now. on Instagram and she's like, I'm considered poverty in California and we make over 90,000 a year. It's disgusting. Like that's messed up. It's disgusting. Like yeah. I think I was I sometimes I on the side I just like to get and look at houses in different areas and yeah, just for thing. like 900 square feet. You're like at one point three million dollars. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, honestly, I feel like nuts. Utah's going in because that all direction. of the cold Californians are coming here. It's not just that though. You look at like Utah geographically and the ideal places to leave or to live, not to leave. Well, you want to leave there too. But um <laughs> the ideal places to live are landlocked by mountains that are basically uninhabitable. But okay, look. But this is, and this is where my gripe comes in with it, because Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get out of Utah for a little bit is I, this is not the state that I grew up in. It's so busy. It's changed a lot. And I don't like fighting for the stuff that I, you know, like I remember when I was growing up, when we'd go camping. You wouldn't see anybody else. Mm-hmm. No. You would, you like, you'd you have your own. You literally pack yeah. up, you go in the mountains, yeah. you now, pitch tent, you and just, you're done. You open your door, and they're like five feet away from you, and it's just yeah, um, hurricane. Yeah. Same thing. Like, you, we oh, went down yeah. to uh, St. George and wanted to go, you know, you couldn't even get a boat on the water. There was yeah, like a four-hour waiting. Hollow. Yeah, because they, everything's so, it's been so infiltrated. Yeah. And it's also boosted the the market, which is just ridiculous now. So even people that are here that have been here all their lives can't buy a house because of these arbitrary inflation numbers that have hit. And so crazy. It's so crazy. Jake and I also, this is another like tangent thing, but Jake and I wonder too if it's because life expectancy is longer. So you have a lot of like people that are living longer and they're finding ways to stay in their home longer and so when people get married and start having kids there's not that turnover and like the turnover rate is elongating 
So basically what you're saying is you need people to die a lot sooner. Yeah, well, I'm not saying you have to die, but I'm saying, like, (laughs) I'm not saying they have to die, but I'm saying get realistic. If you have to install a chair that goes up and down your stairs, move somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, I thought that sounded really angry, <laughs> but I'm saying kind of mean. I didn't mean to be mean. I totally have family members that like, because of one medical reason or another, and they didn't want to move, they installed like one of those chairlift things, which is totally fine. And I respect that like medical things happen and maybe not everyone's situation is allowing them to move away from their home. But at the same time, I think that's making a huge difference. And that's why you see so many houses being built so many townhomes coming up and there's going to be a shift like there was on the east coast where you go from like everyone having a single family home on their own nice lot and being like 20 50 even an acre away from your neighbor to uh-huh. multi-family homes townhomes I mean, condos for like, example my home I'm, yeah you know i could look out the window and wave to my neighbor and they'll wave right back we're right there yeah i'm in a townhome and- it's the same square foot as like a normal house, but I share a wall. Like, it's just the reality of, I think, because the population is going so drastically, yeah. there's not as much land anymore that can be used for housing. And then you have people staying in their home longer that it's like, okay, our housing think, market's transitioning. I don't transitioning. think Utah was prepared for the growth. Well, you also got to so think pretty much all of Utah is... <laughs> not what's the word I'm looking for ideal not not wait (laughs) no I feel like Utah is a beautiful place I love living here it's I think it's it's one of the most diverse landscapes in the country that's true you go from north to south and get everything you know you have Salt Lake City where and then you have St. George it's like the two main places yeah where there's all these like well and you got Cedar Cedar City's uh really big now I mean, it's if I see bigger. Beaver, Utah getting huge, yeah, that's where I think there's You might, issue. now that they've saying, got those awesome stickers. I love Beaver. <laughs> Dude, that is so freaking awesome. It's good marketing. It, it, no, it, it, well, and then they, of course, they've got to put Fillmore right next to Beaver. I know. <laughs> Fillmore but I, Beaver. But that's what I'm saying is you got this huge space see, that you can People listening to this into. in the Midwest are like, Mormons have personalities? This is amazing. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> Did this she just crazy. say Beaver in a derogative way? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> hey, I'm allowed I'm, to. I'm an Oregon State fan and they're the Beavers. So I grew up wearing awesome. stuff with like Beavers on it and like Oregon State Beavers and... It unfortunately wasn't until I moved to Utah and realized like the connotation that comes along with that. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to wear my beaver hat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wear my beaver hat. So listen, I I don't, I don't want to beat this dead horse, but I just, I have two more questions Mm -hmm. pertaining to the religion thing. Okay. One is, um, do you know, uh, this goes to Alyssa because I don't, if you know, Hey, speak up, Rach. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the fundamentalists, do they, do, and maybe you don't know. I just thought maybe your dad knew or maybe you've heard. I'm like Google. So go ahead. Okay. Did, <laughs> did the fundamentalists so use the Book of Mormon? Like did, did, what, Ooh, what was I actually don't that? Know okay. That and that's why I'm, I'm want a fundamentalist on I because I want to find out where the doctrine do because they will write because they still, they still, the fundamentals. Well, I was going to say, because they get it. <laughs> the fundamentals are there, right? Right. Well, <laughs> like, think- when you look at their church history, they like they have their own like line of prophets and it follows 
the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the first like few. And then I think it's like Wood. F- mm-hmm. Now I feel embarrassed. President Wilford, Woodruff. Wilford yeah, Woodruff. thank yeah. you. President Woodruff. And then it jumps to like someone in the 80s or something. It's like or no, it's not even the 80s. I think it's like it's not too far off from that. It's like the early 1910s, 1920s, like. And so. It's like it just forks. There's like a fork in the road. Okay, but I sense. do have to say something because since, sorry, I don't, I'm not trying to like cut you off or anything. How dare you? <laughs> I just want to, before like my mind goes somewhere else. No, do no, it. yeah. I get These it. are just kind of like my thoughts. And if I sound stupid. You're not. You, you don't know, sound stupid. No, let it out. Call me out. But what kind of going into, you know, watching the sweet pray and obey is that oh, the correct yeah. keep sweet pray and obey keep, keep sweet, sweet pray, pray and, obey. and obey which is like just unfortunately disgustingly hey. interesting oh it's so great and that kind of comes in with you know our podcast and right you know mind of murder um kind of going full circle well just because we're in jeff's mind you're like what the it's heck so crazy but the thing is is <laughs> Someone out of state is is like, did she just just, say heck? What the heck? Heck. (laughs) (laughs) She's mad. (laughs) She is mad. There's all this slang that's coming out that people like other places are probably like, what is she even talking about? (laughs) These Mormons really are crazy. I know. (laughs) She can say beaver, but she can't say hell. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) People's minds are It's a true story. It's a true story. No, but watching the show, basically, um, you know, Warren's dad. uh, Is it Rulin? Is that how you say it? Rulin, yeah. He was a creepy mofo. But I think, honestly. Not nearly as creepy as Warren. (laughs) No, seriously. Well. Like creepy, but not as creepy. I don't. The the sexual things that they did to those women is what drives me. So I had a family member that was molested. Right. And and not not to the Again, uh, not, pretty foul. not to the extent <laughs> that uh Warren Jepps or or what was his name? Rulin. Rulin. Oh. Rulin. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um but the the psychological and and physical damage that being pushed into a, a sexual relationship too soon that one you're not even you know, yeah. Okay, and well, this to is point I mean, out, I mean, could you imagine like, someone just coming? He never you, married Lisa, a minor. Going, you're going. Well, I, I now he never married him. So Rulin Jeffs never married a minor. All the women that chose, they would go to their fathers or their priesthood leader and say, "I'm ready to yeah, be but, married." Yeah, but, who, is, but, who gives but no a shit? one taught if them if sexual education. I know, but if you're 40 years apart from someone, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Well, like, no, you might, it's still might weird. As well, like, I mean, there are okay, people out was in the world. 70? I mean, if he had, if he was like a billionaire or a millionaire, I mean, I mean let's be on. honest. Hugh Hefner did the same. No, Hugh Hefner did the same thing and no one <laughs> gave a crap I mean, he, he just divorced hey, Warren, and then married the next one no but it's I love true that Rachel that Rachel's nice <laughs> I like that Rachel she's a nice lady I'm just no. looking out for myself but it's Come true on. I mean Hugh Hefner did the same thing but legally divorced and married a younger one after so long right and I mean people thought it was weird and gross but at the same time he had a huge cultural following but I also okay so nothing against your grandfather 
at all. I'm sure I mean, with what I've you I've never were met saying, him and he's probably up like in heaven because I do believe that he's watching and he's probably going, yeah, I know I messed up. All right. Stop talking about well, it. What, well, well, hold on. What would, I'm saying would he is, gone to hell? <laughs> no, I don't think he went to hell, but that's a different conversation. But Mormons, see, Mormons don't believe think... in hell though, right? No. Right. Okay. But okay, I think so... of it as a giant bell curve. I just want to like get this out real freaking quick, you guys. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not saying anything bad against your grandfather. From what you're saying is like in his mind, he, you know, he wanted to take care of a widow. Okay. He believed he was doing the best thing he could at the time. Yes. And see, with Warren Jeffs, I think he just took advantage. It was purely selfish. That's where like the difference is almost is. It was for his own. I honestly think that's part desires. of why. Own, yeah, he wanted. He knew he had that power from a young he, age. People yeah. looked at him and said he's manipulating. You don't think his dad did the same thing? I mean, I honestly, I think I don't his know. father was. I mean, it almost kind of makes. Did you hear? Did know. you hear the testimony or the testimony? The interview with the one girl, and and she he, full on believes he's she, like, every time she he's was like, raped. Spread your legs, yeah. And then she yeah. had to help him to the bathroom because the dude couldn't walk. See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then had to like, clean up his pee yeah. because he didn't make it to the bathroom. I'm like, dude, right. that's disgusting. Yeah. So his dad, in my opinion, was. J- I mean, no, the apple doesn't fall far fair. from the tree. Creepy. I don't I think, think it's creepy. Even, I think it's disgusting. Even Hugh yeah. Hefner didn't treat women like that. That's true. That's true. Like he every also, every woman ever interviewed yeah. that right. was with Hugh he Hefner was respectful. said no. I mean, that's the thing. It's though. true though. He treated them like absolute royalty. Yeah. They were taken care of. They were Absolutely. respected. Yes. I think. In, I still think it's. I mean, no. Any, any kind of. Yeah. I'm totally making jokes about the money thing. I mean. But well, and technically, Ruland did have a lot of money. <laughs> no, so that's not wrong. A multi-million but dollar either, church. Yeah, it was like so creepy to like you know Ooh, yeah, marrying dude. a grandpa. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's like I you're doing never. it with the crypt keeper. Well, yeah. and what's funny to me is when on the show, Warren Jeffs comes and says, "I believe that I should be marrying all of my dad's widows." Yeah, a lot of the people in the church said, back. "That's messed up. You're marrying one of your moms." Yeah. Because they legitimately looked at it that way. Which, it didn't matter if the, Warren was which, older than which those is moms. so funny. It's like, wait a minute. They looked you can at marry it that your way. sister? <laughs> but, but, but now marrying the mom, that's what throws it off for you? They never it's, married their sisters. They married cousins. That's still, That's what's weird. They married first and second cousins. to Alabama, You're still slipping into... <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's justified. I'm saying they put, like, they put up walls where they felt were absolutely necessary. But Look, at the end of the day, they had a goal as a church, and this was how they. I've been to Laramie, it. Wyoming. I see what happens when you sleep with Stop. family members. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I mean, Jack and I are eighth cousins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no but Baylor's shit. adorable. <laughs> I know Baylor is seriously the best. No, what well, I'm just saying is, it's sad to see like these women and even. I'm sure some of these men, because there was men that were interviewed that are not in the FLDS church anymore. And they were right. like, because okay, they're like, that's whack. messed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just sad that they were almost like taken for a ride, you know, along with his really. Right. That's OK. And that, but that goes right into even though it was obviously an extreme. That's the problem I have with forced ideology. Is when they, you say forced ideology, what do you mean? Like, for, like I didn't have a choice growing up. Your 
So who I, didn't I mean, allow you though? Is well, it was it a parents or it, was it the church? Well, it was it was it was everything. It's it's a whole community that, that's with you. I okay. remember, for instance, like how I was treated. I was going to ask you later mm-hmm. on about this. We're going to have to do another show about okay. this because I, I really want you and Alyssa because. I don't know enough about, like I was just saying earlier, I don't know Rachel, enough Rachel, you're about, a delight. You, you are. Stop no, it. Rachel, you're amazing. This you're is a just, delight this to just have happens here. to be like one of the hot topics right now. And yeah. so I'm just intrigued because trying to get anyone to even call me back is, ex- is hard, especially with what well, just came out. And so I mean, I think you have a lot of people that were a part of the FLDS church and all this stuff is coming out and they agree that it's messed up but right now are probably just so ashamed or so sad or because there are aspects of the religion they do still believe that they're they're having a hard time when your dad when your dad went through his first divorce was he treated any different by the congregation so my dad was never a polygamist no i'm talking just oh, as a you're member talking of the about church. as a yes. member of the church yeah. no no, that was that was his wife up and left him with seven kids. I think everyone looked at him and said, wow, I said am you're so amazing. sorry. Yeah, he took yeah. on those seven kids. See, the oldest two were adopted. Your dad's amazing, by the way. No, I, this... I, I've I've your dad's quiet, which oh. is opposite oh. of me. But you should get Myron on the podcast. My dad would never do this. He's way too reserved. Yeah. Oh, I so, you should. No. If he was with you, I feel like maybe he would. Rhonda would be a blast on the show. Are you kidding me? Let's get my Rhonda mom would be on here. People and would be, be like, like, "Hey, Rhonda, <laughs> I know. Be like, <laughs> she could have her own we podcast by herself. I love it could Rhonda. be her and a rock, and it would be great." No, she's got a funny. No, it, she's got a funny personality. I've always, I've always loved Rhonda. But no, I just, I the reason why I asked that is I just remember, and it, it I'm not saying it's, it's. It's every single member of the church. Right. But when I chose not to go on a mission. Right. Man, I think that's when I realized for the first time who real people were. Because like literally I was treated like I had just admitted to sleeping with my sister, you know, (laughs) and, and that's, and that's where it all comes down to. Like I want to respect everyone's beliefs. Yeah. I want people to respect mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I came out tomorrow and said, okay, I'm going to start worshiping Satan. You could say, hey, I don't agree with that, but I love you you. and I'm going to support you. Right. And that's, I think, where people, where where families and relationships collapse because sometimes we don't need to be preached to. Right. We don't need to be told what we're doing wrong. We just need someone to sit back and go, you know what? I don't understand necessarily what you're going through, but if you ever need to talk, I'm and you here. need a safe place mm-hmm. to ask questions. I'm here for you. Right. Yeah, Instead I, of always feeling like you're you're being kicked to the outskirts of uh, Lobania. You right. Know? I totally agree. And what I want to say here real quick is those people that judged you or, you know, for not going on a mission or, you know, said stuff behind your back, whatever. That's their problem, not yours. Right. Okay. And that's also... To me, a huge cultural thing. I remember I moved to Utah as a teenager and I spent time away from the church because living the gospel and what I believed was ridiculously easier in Oregon being a minority, which I don't feel should be the case. Don't want that to come off as like insensitive. No, 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 no. I didn't want no. that to come off. Because I, it hurts. I just think it's still hurt. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it oh, yeah. Like, you. Your no, well, feelings are extremely valid. I think, but don't feel guilty about it. No, yeah. I think, I think the, the part though, like what I told you about the indoctrination is mm-hmm. you, when you hear your leaders telling you that though, 
Yeah. When they're at the pulpit and they're like, no, no, this isn't a choice. Every worthy young man should serve a mission. What does that say to the young women of that church? I'm not going to marry someone that has Absolutely. served a mission. You're right. already singling. So it's so funny how they're always preaching acceptance and love, but in so many ways they segregate people that don't fall in line. Right. And I also think that comes with the culture in Utah, though. I think well, it's a culture and issue. And I've talked about that. Yeah, and then, it's I don't true. think yeah. that Mormons, Mormons outside of the state of Utah are 100% different. They are. They, are. they really they're, are. They are really different. I truly don't think that's like the foundation of no, the right. church. No, you're absolutely not. I think yeah. it comes you're absolutely with right. the culture. And honestly, I think people are fascinated with Utah because this is kind of going off on like a little tangent a little I bit. I like it. Tangent time. <laughs> But I think people are obsessed with Utah because there's almost like a feeling of, especially with women, mm-hmm. there's like a feeling that you need to be perfect. And I'm not even oh, just talking yes. about within the church. I'm talking no, no, about no, no. just in Utah, you know, plastic surgery, you know, self tanning. Like, I mean, we have oh, like the there's mommy makeovers. You yes, have a exactly. baby and for like you're expected a to bounce number, back in like three months. Oh, yeah. And then they expect you after every child to come into a plastic surgeon and you get a discount because you're going to get a boob lift and a boob mm-hmm. job and you're going to get vaginal rejuvenation and you're going to get a tummy tuck and you're going to get a butt lift and you're going to get all this stuff. And it's literally called the mommy makeover. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, plastic surgery is That's a it's Utah like the thing. capital. Right. People come from California. Surgery. People come from out of state to get that. And that's a mm-hmm. Utah thing. Strictly that's, Utah that's, thing. Totally that's like a, freaking crazy. You yeah. know, and myself, like, of course, like, I always want to, you know, I personally want to look good for myself. I want to look good for my husband. Right. You know, but I just think. I'm not it's... looking good for Sheila down the street. That's stupid. <laughs> oh, but it... okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. continue what you're going to say. And then I got to ask the second question. Oh, for okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was Ladies. just going off on like, no, this, no, no, you no. Know, this... I, I want you to now. I know going. why you have well, a script. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's for my own. And I think it's for a lot of girls in Utah. It there's like a pressure. Yeah. Because sorry, it's like a weird thing. tangent to go no. off on. No, it's but just it's, it's one something of the I reason, constantly think no, no, no. about. It's true though, and I think it's one of the reason that Utah has such a high like suicide attempt rate and mm-hmm. a depression rate. And a lot of people look at it and they go, "Well, Utah isn't that where all the Mormons live, so it must be a Mormon thing." And I'm like, "It's not." Like in Oregon, no one would have expected you to get a mommy makeover after having a baby. No one would have expected you to have all five of your kids mm-hmm. at church with their hair and their clothes all matching. Extension. Like oh, perfect. Like, and when you're walking in not, late, the looks yeah, that you get in the like, congregation. That's like, not there's the Hansons a again. church thing. That's a <laughs> Couldn't Utah get their thing. Crap yeah, together. that's what I'm saying is I don't think it's nec- I don't think it's a church thing at all. I oh, think it's, it's a Utah, Utah thing. thing. I mean, we used to joke about Utah hair when like they would have the super poofy, like crazy bump it bangs. That was (laughs) never or like the you rat it in the corners Um, in Oregon. That was never a thing. So like they would joke. They would say it's suited girls in Utah do that because they have to hide their horns. And I'm like, you know, probably (laughs) I don't even know. I think even like the the mom influencers. Oh, yeah. Okay, but don't you think don't you think the culture, though? Because you're pro- predominantly still Mormon in this right. state. Right. Yeah. And well, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. We but don't I don't wanna, know. Yeah. We don't want to offend the, the masses. This is where I think it's different with like the perfectionism is we, we want to be 
like Jesus Christ. We want to be like Heavenly Father. And he as is in perfect. Like a, a, yes, he is yeah. perfect as like a good human, you know. But I'm saying as in like the perfectionism here is in the looks. But that's. But it's that's, very but, outward. Okay, yeah. but that's what's so hard is your imperfections are what make you perfect. Exactly. Right. Like, like I, well, you, you want to. I truly think Utah women created this. Are yeah, you? I so, do. Well, well, you grew up in, in look, and I, we joke about Kaysville. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 Shout out but, to but in all honesty, uh, yeah. Kaysville is like, it's like the opposite of Provo. You've got the, the huge concentration of Mormons and then Kaysville is known as, you know, or. Uh, what what do they call it? Davis County. Mm-hmm. And so my question, because you obviously grew up in another state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you grew up with Mormons, obviously. Yes. How were you treated? Like, how did you feel you were received growing up? And were you judged? And were you ridiculed? Or did you feel accepted? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. To all those questions. And I honestly, so I'm kind of going to go into a, like a little personal thing and I have never I felt shame within myself not from anybody else yeah with what I'm about to, and I know you guys already know what I'm about to talk about in the church you know sex you should not have sex before you're married right and my husband and I aren't perfect of course and we ended up getting pregnant before we got married and I had, you know, I'm not going to shout out who it is. I had people come to me and be like, ask the same question. Did you feel like you were judged when people found out that you didn't go through the temple and you didn't, you know, cause we got sealed a year later. Right. And honestly, I didn't, I really didn't, but I'm sure there are people, there was people that did, but in my own, I, <laughs> how do I word this? I feel like I had already gone through a lot of stuff in my life that made it so I didn't care what the outside thought. I only cared about what my main family members right. and the people who loved me, I knew that they loved me and I knew that they didn't judge me. So every single family member supported you? Oh, I'm sure there wasn't. All the ones she cared about. All the ones. I'm sure there was people that, like, they were like, are you kidding me? Your daughter didn't get married in the temple, blah, blah, blah. But I don't care. Right. That, that's their, that's the thing, is when I was saying, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, be insensitive to you about the, you know, that's their problem, not yours. That's where I'm like, I already have... I already have to take on like the shame for myself. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it's a shameful thing. It's a natural thing. Thank you. Yeah. That's, it's, that's where I'm at. And I it's don't, happened very, very to natural thing. way the many more that, people than they want yeah, to admit. The fact that, that we're so hard on ourselves. Okay. Ready for this? Boom. 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 Masturbation. Oh. The church is so hard against masturbation and is, is, and growing up, going through mm-hmm. puberty and dealing with all of that stuff, I always felt like the biggest piece of shit in the entire world. <laughs> no, I, no, I did. No, I know. Because I it's, never, it's, it's a very I never natural felt, thing no, it is. for it's, that and, age. And it's yeah. healthy. 
It's healthy. Like any doctor will tell you, you, you need to do that, that your body, you're testing stuff. That's why we have wet dreams. Yeah. And it's different, obviously, you know, you guys were girls. And I know, I'm like, I'm but okay. It, so <laughs> you're getting that. But your husbands, know, like, uh. your husbands will, will vouch for me. I mean, that sucker is, you don't even, you don't even have to be. Jake's going to be totally embarrassed, but he actually has a funny <laughs> I'm story. I'm embarrassed. No, no, no. But no, you don't, you don't no, have I'm to be like ready now. to go. Like, Jake has a funny story about this. Wait, so And he would be I... totally mortified if I told it on air for him. Oh my gosh. But just so you guys can ask him later and listeners, you're I'm just going to have to like. I'm going to have him come on. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually a really funny story. So continue. But I, but I got <laughs> but. tired. I got tired of always feeling like I wasn't good enough, and 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 I feel like one of the and, and this could be psychological on my end. So right. I mean, it's not necessarily. I just felt like um, after go, it was already embarrassing enough to go sit down in front of a dude you don't know very well. Oh, a bishop. And be like, yeah. uh, I, I touched myself again. See, okay. Did no. you talk to them the about thing. it though? Oh like, yeah. Did you go this into is... a bishop? Oh, oh yeah, because I mean, I I had to. Yeah. I mean, is because you guys are under different pressures than priesthood holders. Like when we when we go to That's priesthood fair. session, man, it's porn, and you know, like like they they slam us hard on that stuff. And Jake says this all the time because he's like, women's sessions are always like you're doing a great yeah. job. Yeah, no, like, they they get the men uplifting. in there and they're like, you horny bastards. I know. <laughs> well, we want you all nation. to go yeah. and get your wieners cut off right now. I just want to say <laughs> after you're done replenishing the earth. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. <laughs> No, and I don't mean to like keep coming back, but I just kind of want to get this thought off my chest is like Do coming it. back to, you know, I, and I don't want to like almost like bear my testimony on the podcast, but. Do it. Bear your testimony. Your I tool. have my own personal relationship with my Heavenly Father. Yeah. And no one else has to know about that. That's yours. But myself and my Heavenly Father. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. When you were like, you didn't feel judged from anyone, like you, you know, anyone in the family. I'm sure there was a handful of them. I'm sure. I mean, I know I've heard some things, but that's on them. That right. is something that it they is. are going to have to take up with their, right. with their own personal At the end of the day, it comes down to you oh. and Jack and your bishop. And, right. and, well, and I felt so much love from our bishop at the time, I, I never once felt like he was like condemning me because of what we did. It was like, he just came at us with open arms and was like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. You know, it it is what it is. And cause I know Jack and I were terrified to tell our parents and it wasn't because, you know, we were thinking that we're going to, they were going to, you know, freaking come at us and yeah, be like, I don't know. you shouldn't do this and this and this. I don't see Britain. And I think honestly like outside of the church. Yeah. <laughs> I think honestly outside of the church, it's scary anyway to go yeah. to your parents and be like, look, I'm not married and I just got pregnant, you know, but at 19 I, years old. But yeah. I think systemically that causes problems in of itself. Like I look, I, this is a this is a gray area because I'm not saying you should just go out and bang everything that moves. <laughs> right. But when you're my my honest opinion about it, and and I would tell I've, I'm a father of two girls, 
if you're girls. you're to the point Beautiful. that you think you're with someone that you want to be with for the rest of your life, I feel like maybe that is something that should be shared before you get married. Only because, I don't know, this is just like, ah! <laughs> only because I think so many people are so horny. I know that that sounds crazy, but like you're repressed so much. Yeah. That is such a big part of a relationship. And it's the biggest part that you can't share until the, the church says, okay, now you can go do whatever you want. Well, and that's why my husband Jack was just like, I'm in love with you. And I know we're going to get married. And right. I'm not saying that we had this conversation, you know, right. before we, you know, dot, 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 <laughs> so to speak. It's a podcast. But, it's not actual radio. You know, um, Shut obviously, up, <laughs> people know what I'm talking I'm about. I'm just saying, like, but it was already, it's a podcast. Like, we can be a little more like. No, you guys can say whatever the hell you yeah, want. Yeah. I was going to say it's, on it's, radio, they're very like yeah, no, bad no, word, good word. Like, well, I, I'm also, I. Are you blushing? Are you getting no, a just, the I color just looks like, good on your <laughs> It's my blush color, everyone. <laughs> um, no, I I think it was almost just like an unspoken thing. But then after everything happened and Jack and I had this conversation, it was just kind of like, you know, we were in love. Yeah. We still are in love. Yeah. You know? And we knew that we were gonna be together forever. And it was a natural things, you know. No, it's it happens. T- but but yeah. that's that's the hard part. Is it's totally natural. Well, and it's and, and that's one of it's and that progressive. Was, they say, look, you can do this and this and this, and then here's your fine line. And when you love someone, and you're doing yeah, that and yeah. that and that, and the line starts coming and it's approaching, it's hard to say, I want to stop because it's such a progressive thing. And I think a lot more Love is guys progressive. Intimacy would, be, is progressive. would be more able to keep the teepee, the peepee and the teepee if they were able to uh, get that frustration out in other ways. Because when you are, you are told you can't do anything, I mean, you're just walking around like a freaking time bomb. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very hard thing for men. I'm speaking for men because I don't know mm-hmm. what it's obviously like for you guys, but Men are instilled naturally, man. We'd hump a telephone pole on this back. Like we no, it, it is. Like we are we are Especially programmed. A teenage boy. We we are programmed oh, to hormones, want mm-hmm. to spread that that's that's our evolution. That's right. the, in your prime, your Wild body oats, wants to yes, your yeah. body wants to spread its seed. And it's very, very difficult. And I don't feel like the church at that time did anything to understand that side of it. It was just, no, this sin is, uh, sexual sin is the closest sin you can get to murder. And I mean, I would go in and I would, and I would, I would just always feel like a freaking complete failure because I would have rather been, I would have rather been like told, do it responsibly. You know what I mean? Because I think that's where the porn problem in the church comes from, you guys, is Mm -hmm. we're repressed. You get with these wonderful, beautiful women that have never done anything because (laughs) they've wanted to be perfect for Heavenly Father. Then they get married and they don't know how to have a healthy sexual relationship because they're afraid of doing something wrong. And so both parties end up being unhappy the man is like, I need something else, but I don't want to leave my wife. And so porn comes into it. And cheating. I, I cheating, yeah. I think, I think it's a snowball that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think if, if they embraced that side more, mm-hmm. 
I think it would be a completely different thing. But you look at the numbers of uh, temple marriages that that end up in divorce. It is high. It's yeah. it's it's gone higher and higher. Well, and there was a fad for a long time of people that just got married in the temple because they were told they were supposed to, but all they wanted to do was have sex. And so you get a lot of people that are like, I've known you a couple of weeks. Let's get married. Then we can do it. And right. if it doesn't work out, we'll just get a divorce. It's no right. big deal. And no, that's, I did like the fact that, you know, Jack and I got a seal. Oh gosh, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Jack and I got sealed a year later after we had our civil ceremony because it almost felt like this is our choice to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I mean, I still think like if I would have loved to have, uh, you know, one day temple marriage, you know. But no one's perfect. People make mistakes. Right. And at the end of the day, I still feel like my heavenly father loves me unconditionally. Yeah. It did not make you any worse of a person. No, no, it didn't. It, it, it didn't. It, it, even if you wouldn't have gotten married in the temple. I it, mean, I, yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I think it's no. funny because it's like who in heaven, if there is a heaven, is going to find it in their best interest to keep two people that love each other apart because they didn't get married in the temple. Right. I mean, if that's what we're getting into, it's just another form of slavery. Well, that's why and, I and say the bell curve. Right. Yes. I don't believe right. in a true hell. I look at my beliefs and I look at my Heavenly Father and I say, I know my Heavenly Father loves me so much. And I've had glimpses into how much he loves other people and the people around me. And I sincerely can sit here and say, like recorded, I don't think there are more than maybe five people that will go to hell. And if they go to hell, it is a self-done thing. And I think it will not be a physical place. It will be a feeling of extreme guilt because Mm -hmm. they have spoken out against a truth that they knew. Does that make sense? Oh, I I don't think Hitler will go to hell. I don't think. I'm I'm going to bloom where I'm planet. Okay. Yeah. You send me to hell. I'll kick Satan's <laughs> ass. I'll take over. I'll run that place the way it should have been right. run a long time ago. The only thing cold in hell is coffee. Because <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's <laughs> when I, you look at Satan's like uh, resume, it's I pretty love, pathetic. Or you, like the you far only, side. You were only able to take a third. That's like a C minus. <laughs> I You're know. Terrible. I'm like, mm, I could have gotten man. at least half. <laughs> yeah, I should have been a stand-up comedian. It's fine. Look, uh, I. You guys screwed me over on the time. Can I just say that? Give give me giving me a limited amount of time to have you guys come in and hey, talk. Sorry. We're not we limited. Have, yeah. You're the one leaving. We're not. <laughs> no, we're not. no. We're also you, not you limited. Son of a gun. <laughs> it's our kids. It's our children. Us. Think of the children. It Think is, of the children. So, uh, okay. So, final question on this subject, and then I want to move to your podcast because that's okay. kind of all you've left me time to talk about now. So, um, okay. uh, if if right now your husband came to you and said, or, well, well, it wouldn't be that because your husbands aren't prophets, unless you know something I don't. <laughs> if, the, if the prophet came on the, the television tomorrow and said, we're, re, we're reenacting polygamy, how would you handle that? 
I'm going to let Alyssa take this first because oh. I'm curious to see what her thoughts are. <laughs> and I want to know, too, because I'll base my opinion off of what she exactly. says. Exactly. <laughs> All right. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> she has to be ugly and she's got to be fat. <laughs> yeah. Do I she get to pick to her? And... <laughs> no, she has to be a really good cleaner. <laughs> no. Okay. So not even joking. My sister and I have joked about this and we've been like, well, you know, I guess some extra hands around the house would be fine. Mm-hmm. I could... I could have somebody else discipline my children, you know, all like jokingly, (laughs) but, um, I think if, if the day ever came when the prophet of the church reached out to all of us and said, Hey, there's going to be a need. There's going to be instances where polygamy is going to come back. I, one, don't think it will be polygamy in the sense of like, extra marriages and like um you're all gonna live in one big happy family like house kind of thing I think it would be similar to the institution that would have been recognized at the beginning of the church like the modern church and it would have been like a need-based thing I don't think it would be necessarily like due to some kind of weird sexual demand on the man's part I think it would be we need to provide for Zion and this is the best way we can provide for Zion. And we already know that in our church, we believe that there's three degrees of glory, right? Heaven has three degrees, the highest being the celestial and within the celestial kingdom, there's still three degrees and there's a highest of high. And we know to get to that and to attain to that, we need to be sealed in the temple. And I think I, I mean, I honestly think whether it's this life or the next, there will come a need where people will be sealed together, not necessarily married, but they will be sealed because they will be righteous and worthy of that kingdom. And that will be just the last step that needs to take place. I don't think it will be a marriage. I don't think it'll be like a romantic relationship. I don't think it will be necessarily anything like that. I think it will be something like another covenant like baptism um the endowment an initiatory things like that i think it will just be a necessary step for more righteous people to attain that level of heaven and honestly if it happened on earth i think i would definitely take a hot second and think about it and pray about it and do some like self-evaluating but at the end of the day i think it would just be a matter of where my testimony was at and how strongly i Trust in my prophet and trust in the Lord. And then if I receive my own personal revelation that that's truth and then I would go from there. Well, and, and, and the scary, no, I want your, definitely oh, want your, yeah, yeah, your yeah. take, but the scary thing about that, and I totally understand where you're coming from. Cause I, I mean, I've, I know you, I know your heart, Yeah. but that same conviction in a different ideology, like the FLDS is the it, exact conviction that they had. Well, for yeah. their profit. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that. And that's what I going back to what you're taught mm-hmm. really does. I, I don't want to use the word brainwash, but it is kind of a form of brainwashing. It's funny how people only call it brainwashing when it's used for something bad, but mm-hmm. there's, there is other brainwashing as well. And, uh, I just, uh, it's, I think there, there needs to be like on everything, a checks and balances. You don't want to go too far Right. To one one place. I don't think they would ever say like um, without you get no choice. You're getting a second wife or you're getting a sister wife. Like, I don't think it would ever come to that. And I don't think that's how it necessarily worked in the FLDS church either. I think 
their beliefs were just different and were more of a patriarchal society. Marriage wasn't necessarily like a an equal playing field, I guess if that makes sense. Like the the husband and the wife weren't necessarily equal in that culture. And I think that's why you had a lot more of the wives, the sister wives going, I mean, I wasn't in love with the idea, but not a single one of them either spoke ill about their other sister wives. If they had issues, they had issues with the patriarch. They had issues with the quote unquote husband. And they didn't like the way things were done with that. But not a single one of them ever spoke out against their sister wives. And so, I mean, even sitting here right now, would I love that idea? No, I don't necessarily want to share Jake with anybody. But right. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I imagine that all of them kind of had to sit back and be like, well, this is my culture. This is what I believe. If I'm willing to get married, this is the high likelihood. And I think it was something that they came to terms with. I think what makes it hard and gross and the bad outcomes that followed were the fact that even getting married, none of them knew how like sex worked. None of them knew how like babies were made. None of them knew like anything about that. And so I honestly don't think um, any of the women's hearts were in the wrong place. I think it was just they hadn't been educated in what to expect after marriage. Oh, I think the women were the victim in that that situation for sure. Yeah. I think so too. And the ideology would be the same way for the men because they were they were brought up to think that that was kosh as well. And see, I don't have a problem yeah. necessarily like just like with with uh, all of the under all of the other genres of sexuality. Like if you want to go marry three women and it's consensual and they're up for that, go for it. That's on them. Go for yeah. it. That's on them. Go for it. Their own lives. But then you right, mix that with, you know, no, this is a commandment from God. That you need to share yourself, and it's like, oh. So what? What were you gonna say, Rachel? Sorry, I wanted oh, to get your. No, it's all good. This is why I let Alyssa kind of take the lead on a lot of things because <laughs> she articulates things a lot. She's articulate. Yeah, she does it a lot better than I do. Jake says she's got a talented tongue. <laughs> I always thought that meant syntax. I don't know. <laughs> Jake's gonna listen to this and blush. He's totally gonna blush. Listen to That's that hilarious. Part. Or he's um, going to be like, I never said that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if the prophet came forward, like Alyssa was saying, I think I think we always have a choice. Um, especially, I think, I honestly feel like they always give us a choice. Yeah. I mean, that's just my personal belief. Um, it might not be just, obvious that the choice is there, but the choice is always but there. But we're here for free agency. That is a big thing that's talked yeah. talked about in the church we are here for free agency and I think it just would really depend on like what my heart was saying and it like she was saying praying about it and my testimony is built on faith and so I just have to move forward with faith that you know if this is what because I believe and I you know this is I'm not going to talk for anyone else I'm just going to talk for myself but I believe that our prophet is you know, basically, how do I word this? Um, he's the closest man on earth that talks to God. Yeah. And but, you, but you do believe that he, that he physically talks to God? Yes. 
I think all of us can physically talk to God. We may not be able to physically we may see not be him able, with yeah. our okay, eyes. No, okay, so that's, so that's what I mean. Elaborate. When they say that the prophet talks to God, is that is that true? I truly believe face to face. I believe that I he think is, our prophet, yes. Yeah, I believe that he is the only man here on earth that God will speak to about very specific things. Uh-huh. And that... He will be the one, if God wants us all to know it, if it applies to all of us, he will be the one to share it. Yeah. God will have him say it. It will come through him. And I truly believe that, you know, because there's been multiple things that they, they always come out and say, you know, look for yourself, pray for yourself. Yeah. And so I truly believe that if they came out with that, like Alyssa said, we don't want to share our husbands. Of course not. But I think if it was a need, um, based on my testimony and based on my beliefs, I would definitely have to do a lot of praying, a lot of almost soul searching. Yeah. But it, but it sounds like, <laughs> but it sounds like you're not like immediately attesting it though. Well, neither one of you like didn't start off with something. Hell no. It's like, well, well, we'd have to come around eventually. I'm not saying like I have to be convinced. I'm saying, yeah, I'd like to to know and have my own revelation that that is God's will. Right. Yeah. And I think that's with everything in the church. You, you, they, they almost kind of lead you, not lead you. What's the word? They encourage it. Yeah, and so I just think it's, you always have to find your own foundation, no matter if it's religion. You, like, it doesn't even have to be just religion. You have to find your foundation in anything in life. Right. You have to find your foundation in life. Yep. And so. Your own set of values, your core values, what you stand for. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that I... Just with what I believe, I would probably, you know. Yeah. Like you said, I wouldn't jump on board first. At first, I would probably be like, what? I know. I don't want to share Jack. Jack is mine. I'd be texting a lot of people. Did you just hear that? (laughs) You know, but I love this church. I love our prophet and... I have a strong core in it. I have a strong belief. And that's just on me. Right. And so... I think, yeah, I would yeah. eventually jump well, on board after some well, soul and searching. See, and regardless, right? uh, regardless <laughs> uh, that if anyone thinks you're crazy or not, it, at the oh, end of the, probably think at, at the, end of the day, right it's now. still your, that. that's your prerogative. Yeah. Right. And well, I think, and I think, and I'm speaking now for Christians as a whole. Yeah. My, my, uh, my theory is that if Christians actually practiced what they preached, actually did what was taught, they would be much better people for sure. But I, I think we do as a society, as a whole, we have, we have forgotten the love combination in the whole thing because I want to, I would hope that, um, I always wanted to be the person that with or without the religion, I would be that person that, that maybe it was something I incorporated into what I wanted to be, not the other way around. I wanted to have my own path and then add those attributes as, as I see it, it makes life better. Yeah. You know, like, like doesn't matter how I ever felt about the church. I'll always stand behind serving other people. 
right and being kind and being generous right and trying to treat people the way i would want to be treated i would hope that if someone had a difficult choice decision that they were going to make and it was going to be controversial they would feel safe in being able to come and talk to me knowing that they weren't going to get judged or ridiculed for that yeah but look, you guys are freaking awesome. Now, I want to, <laughs> we, we are going to have to have you guys come back because this has Part been fun. Two, I think, I think yeah. we should, I think I, we definitely need to set it up, but I want to talk more about your podcast now. So yeah, the Let's name of the it. podcast, Mind of Murder, right? Mind of Murder, and, mom. And, acronym, <laughs> yeah, mom. And how is mom. it found? I mean, I'll, well, I'll put, if you guys have a link, I'll make sure that they put it in the bio. So we don't have a link at the moment just right. because... Our first episode oh, is not starting a podcast yet. is no freaking joke. I don't know what you're talking I- about. <laughs> I have you, no idea what on. you even speak of. You know firsthand. Um, <laughs> no, I think honestly, I didn't expect it to be. Honestly, I just thought, oh, let's order some mics. Yep. You know, talking to the mics till. A story of like something I, where I'm passionate about, yeah. you know, you're passionate yeah. about and let's just get this ball rolling. Right. And so that's why it's kind of taken some time, yep. you know, because you go to our me. social media. I mean, you can link our Instagram because yeah. that's where we'll say, we be have an Instagram. Okay. So, say, so what is the Instagram? Mind of murder underscore. Right. Right. What? Me? I don't even know. Mind underscore of underscore no, so murder? Mind of murder underscore. You oh, the underscore sure. comes after. Maybe Shows you how much not. I'm involved. Jeez, oh I don't my even gosh. know our Instagram. Oh my gosh. Guys, this is gosh. what I'm saying. We haven't really been on the Instagram that much because it's been a lot more of like behind the scenes. Yeah. Is, Speaking the, strictly, is the Instagram up? Yeah. Yes. Okay, Speaking look, strictly of myself, I'm not going to lie. We started this and I was like, oh yeah, we'll just like do a couple episodes. We'll put it out there. We'll see what happens. It'll be great. Yeah. But then we put up our Instagram and we started getting like immediate feedback from yeah. people, like strangers and people we knew and so like, like and it totally intimidated me. I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think people excited. were going to give two shits about, about mine. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know how that was going to be. I don't think anyone think like you think. No one's going to want to listen. Right. 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 You know, whether it's like you're talking about yourself, you're talking about pop culture, you're talking about murder. You don't think that anyone's going to care. But all of a sudden we're getting when is your podcast going to come out? And we're like, oh, shoot. So I I almost kind of that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have put it out until we were actually really ready because I just didn't anticipate. Yeah, that kind of brings is. us full circle because that's what we've talked about, not yeah. putting out until you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is really, after an hour and a half, it's really come full circle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, just, just so you guys know, it is Mind of Murder underscore. Oh, boom. Mind of Murder podcast. Girl, you got this. So, so check I, that out on Instagram. And when do you guys think your first episode will be out? Probably in the well, next few weeks. Yeah, so we're going to be recording in the next week. Um, my husband, Jake, is the behind-the-scenes technician and editor. He is an incredibly awesome but sometimes <laughs> debilitating perfectionist. Shout out to him. Yeah, so uh, I can't guarantee how long the editing process will take, but our goal is to at least sit down and record once a week. That's awesome. Yeah, Every week. So release when the release comes, there is a very high chance we'll have like – a couple other episodes in mm-hmm. the editing process ready to be released. So once kinda, it is released, it should be once a week. Yeah. We want to do it like in 
bulk at first so we can just like release 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 yeah you know, but we definitely are going to that way. Be if something crazy comes up, like yeah. so, it is, so it is. So it is scripted days. then. Um, it's somewhat scripted. Obviously, you have to have you know basically the base storyline of yeah. what is going on, but there is going to be a lot of us. Yeah, and they're added into it because I think every episode will have like a synopsis of a crime or and or a murderer or you know or that kind of concept. something crazy and then yeah and then you'll also get some opinions and insights and some of take us, on stuff you yeah know, just on random stuff because I I want to try to be as I want it to be positive in a way it sounds you want to do a positive <laughs> podcast about murder cool no but I not like that. <laughs> I and know then it's... she was dead I... but let's go ahead and read today's quote I know. <laughs> the sun I know. has risen and so are we it sounds dumb <laughs> it does <laughs> but i can be dark can yeah be dark. no no it can and it can it can be hard aren't dark people no, we're not at all sunshiny people i can't you know watch a lot of <laughs> i listened to the you know the guy that uh killed his wife and two daughters in denver Yes, Chris. Chris. Wow. Uh, yeah, she was on that quick. She was she? on that fast. She's like, <laughs> do you know who Copernicus seven, is? <laughs> do you know who Copernicus I, is? I know Copernicus. <laughs> yeah, you know Copernicus. <laughs> no, but it's funny because a lot of people. I, I have a problem when it comes to the kids part of yeah. it. Right. It's too that like I was listening to the I listened yeah. to that all up to the point where they were asking him how he killed the kids. Oh. And mm-hmm. I was like I'm out. Yeah. I yeah. can't I no. can't do this. Especially when you have two girls yeah. your own who I are just the, the, the thought age. of the thought of harming and I look and I I know that it, there's mental illness there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and we need to be more cognizant of that as as a society for sure. But the the capability that you can have when you get to the point where you're willing to take the life of an innocent kid, like just the unfortunate truth is man. that's not an overnight type thing. Right. That is like a that's either like a complete compartmentalization of your brain, or like you get to the point where you have just over and over again changed your thought pattern to view people as objects. That is and the I, only way. To get to that point. I honestly think, and it sounds wrong to word it this way, but this is why people are almost fascinated because they're like, what? I How can, do you get to the point where you're willing it's abnormal. to do that? I can't yeah. even fathom right. thinking uh-huh. that way. Thinking right. that way. Right. Because I feel like especially true crime podcasts are huge. Yeah. I think people, not even just true crime podcasts, I think, you know, there's Investigation Discovery, there's Dateline, there's 2020, there's all different kinds of stuff. There's Netflix documentaries constantly. I think people are just so intrigued. Yeah. I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, I love murder. I love like the idea of this. It's no, like I'm so intrigued. I can't get over that these people, A, exist, Mm -hmm. B, are either born or made, C, like that way. Can like, yeah, can think that way. And then for me, one of the craziest things isn't necessarily the thought process to getting to that point, but the fact that after it's done, they go about normal life. Mm-hmm. They go about doing whatever else they needed to do. Right. Like that to yeah. me is one of the like craziest parts. Do you think that, um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just, <laughs> what I was going to ask you, are you guys going to do a, uh, episode on Chris? 
Um, I, yes. you know, eventually probably yeah. there's so many cases out there that I have lists. I, yeah. I literally have a list on, in my notes There's app, on my phone. Yeah. We've discussed quite a few other of, cases that we'd like to do some research on. I think that one's good. Um, I would honestly like to I, wait for a lot of the publicity yeah. to die down just a little bit more. It's hard it. when it's so popular. Right. I guess you could say. I mean, popular is a good thing, but at the same time, there's a lot of other cases that less people might be familiar with because they happened longer ago before like such crazy media coverage. And right now that one's so well covered that it it almost needs to die down a little bit and then we can remind people of it. So you guys have an email. If people want to like opine and and maybe give suggestions on what stories they'd like to hear you guys break down. Oh, yeah. How 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 is your audience going to? We're accepting messages on Instagram. So Instagram, we cover. Direct message. And Um, I know that, I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to get huge. I'm not saying that. You never know, though. I know. You never know. You totally never know. But I'm saying that we if are pretty awesome. It gets very over. <laughs> <laughs> we are. But if it gets overwhelming in the, you know, the DMs, then we probably will set up a form that you can write your name or you can keep it anonymous. Or dedicated like it's, it's, questions. It's, it's exciting. Account. It's exciting when you start getting um, questions coming in. People will start mm-hmm. responding to it's what feedback. you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. And I hope we get really cool. lots of positive feedback. And the thing is, is we are open to criticism yeah positive we are criti- criticism. positive criticism. positive criticism please yeah. no dm saying how much we suck or our voices sounding <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but we are open to like but, people being like hey yeah. you know don't do this or do this or you know we will definitely take it into consideration i yeah. don't think we're another thing that's super important to both rachel and i about these podcasts is yes we want to go over you know the different crime we want to go over the legal process, the forensic process. We want to go over um, the psychology behind it. We also want to stay incredibly respectful to the, the victim, victim and the victim's family. So so can I make a request? Can I be yeah. one of your requests? Yeah, yeah, of course. I want you guys to do your take on the Lafferty murders. Oh, okay. okay. Under the banner of heaven. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The Lafferty? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would really. The brothers, yeah, you know, right? Yeah. yeah. You, so do you already know about it, Rachel? So I knew about the case before yeah. even anything came out. I was going to say, out. I knew about it before Banner of, of Heaven. Yeah. Okay, here's uh, just kind of like a little side note. There's like a meme out there and it's like, uh, there's like a math book and then there's, or not a math book, but it's like, there's a small book and then there's like a huge book like side by side. Uh-huh. And it's like what I know about math and it's like this tiny little book. And then the, the huge book is like what I know about like serial killers. That's me. <laughs> That's cool. I know a lot of random weird fact, And I know people probably think that's weird, but it's something yeah. that I've, you know, I have been very interested in. Right. Well, and that's one of them too, that like being in Utah, there's a lot that like for Rachel and I being in Utah, we're like, oh, that one was so geographically close. Or that one was so like, we can like understand that one just a little bit more because no, it happened so many but miles No, but that's what away. I mean. Yeah. You guys being so close to the culture and being yeah. part of the religion, it would be cool to go over some of those past cases. Well, they yeah. weren't. Okay. Well, totally correct sorry. me if I'm wrong. They were they were mainstream Church ori- of Jesus Christ. Or, of they, were. they were. They were originally, they were. but I'm saying at the time. Yes. At, oh, oh, at no. the time at, of the they murder, were not. they were excommunicated. And right. They had, they had already yeah. been excommunicated for different things. Their, yeah. Right. 
not branch, their own, but own their own break off. But right. it yeah. came from him. They had actually tried to join other break offs. Well, as so, well. so the break off, the ideology that got them into that mm-hmm. was because um, I've watched the entire documentary in its entirety. So this is based off of off of that. And though okay. for my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. The, even though characters were changed and added to, you know, it's Hollywood, they mm-hmm. kept the the fact of it, like, like correct. They did and they didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> as far as the doctrine goes, I didn't hear anything that was that was untrue about the doctrine. What I um, so I haven't watched it, so but I just know about the case. Yeah. I haven't watched the actual like TV show on it. You gotta it. watch it, dude. I'm surprised um, you haven't. Being so I crazy know. about the murders and stuff. I mean, well, I just so yeah. let me say this real quick about so the sister of the victim is it Brenda? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she came out and she said that they depicted her sister completely wrong. Wrong. Yeah. And that makes me sad because it's like. That's the victim. The victim. She should have been honored. Yeah. Well, the problem. So, so, and I I watched that as well because she said one of the complaints was it made it look like she wasn't faithful to her religion. But the documentary, in my opinion, from how I watched it, showed the exact opposite. They were, they were faithful until the end. The whole reason why they wrote that um, letter to the prophet was because they were asking questions pertaining to what their husbands were telling them about taking on other wives. See, the wives were still mainstream Mormons. Right. So there was this crossover, but it all started with the pamphlet that supposedly Joseph Smith put out first, the one that that said that the only way you can make it to the celestial kingdom is by taking on at least three wives. Which is something that's continued on in like the FLDS church. Right. Yeah. I have not been able in Utah to find anything about that. There's the, there is like no, I, I, so, and this is, this is once again, speculation. This is just what I've heard. I think it could be more hearsay than anything. Well, I know the pamphlet existed because there are journal entries that, that talk about it, mm -hmm. but see this, and this is where it starts getting muddy is the whole Emma situation. I was going to talk about this way earlier. Uh, We can't talk about it right now. (laughs) Okay, this so guys, be a part little freak. Yeah, it's this gonna have to be. Part, it's gonna have to be the part two. Okay, sure. let me uh, let me tell you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. it was thank great you. having you on the show. I can't wait to um, have people listen. I think they're gonna find it intriguing, and I know it'll create more questions that will uh, come through, which will be good for the Q and A when we go back to Kansas. And we've got our program director, which is Leets, by the way. She's freaking awesome. Hi, Leets. Yep, say hi to Leets. <laughs> Sup, Leets. Um, but if you want to contact the Just Josh and You podcast, you can do that two ways. You can do it on our Instagram, which is the Just Josh and You podcast Instagram, or you can drop us an email at podcast at gmail.com. This episode's been brought to you by Carmelone Toyota. Everyone asks me, when you drive to Utah, or do you fly or do you drive? And I go, I drive. And the vehicle in which I drive in was purchased from <laughs> Carmel and Toyota. So if you are living in Utah and need a good vehicle with good customer service, Carmel and Toyota is the place for you. You know why you drive here in a Carmel and Toyota, right? Toyota, moving forward. Okay, now you can talk. Uh, <laughs> the reason you drive here in that is because the mailman always delivers. Uh, dude, he, <laughs> he does. He does deliver. That thing looks like it, it's come through Earth's atmosphere. 
your van. Oh and yeah, it's dude. Still chugging like, along. Like that lets you know I, I have hu- that's humility, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, there, I'm not winning any contest. I think the only. <laughs> I wouldn't say humility. I'd say practicality. <laughs> the only worst, the only worst vehicle you could drive than a minivan would be a PT Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had a friend that drove around on those Geos, those little like hatchback Geos from like the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Uh-huh. Man, yes. Those I are the, sketch. Those little Skittles. They, yes. they really. I had one of those with flames on it. Nuh-uh. Dude, it had a three-gallon tank. Yeah, I was going to say, they're like great. What? Yeah. No, they, their tiniest, gas economy is amazing. I think the tiniest amazing. car ever made, but I have I'm pretty one. sure the smart car was based on a Geo. It could like, have been. No joke. Yeah, it could have been. But ladies, thank you. We will have you you come back. Uh, Maybe next time you can come up to the the Kansas studio. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You guys come up and do some fishing. pay for my gas. Well, I was going to say. crazy right now. Uh, So if you'll pay for my gas, I'll be there. If your (laughs) podcast takes off, you won't have to worry about it. Oh, that's true. We'll fly. I'm not driving that far with my two kids. Are you kidding me? The helicopter. (laughs) He's got the chopper out back. Landing in Milford is the group. Joins them to see Rachel and Alyssa come off. <laughs> but for Hi. real though, listen to our podcast. Oh my Mind gosh, of yes. murder. You know. Sorry, I had to plug us one more time. Yeah, and well, I'll. As if plug. we haven't plugged us. And when, when you guys finally uh, come out. Yeah. It sounds funny. No, um, no. Let me know and I'll make sure that I talk about it on. Yeah. On the program Perfect. as well. It's, we're planning to release it. It should be released on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So yeah. those are the two main platforms that we'll be releasing on. Yeah, and maybe awesome. hopefully we'll we're looking into Google some other platforms. Yeah. But right now those are the main ones. Those are our main so, two. Thanks for plugging us. No, yeah. and you guys got again. So I'm on pod. I'm I'm on podcast. I'm on podcast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm on. Uh, <laughs> Apple. Thank you. Spotify. <laughs> Thank you. Google. And Google. And Google Podcast. Yeah, yep. there you Those go. were the three. We so. know and not even the oh main hosts. I know, right? Look at that. Guys, <laughs> I have to tell it. you the funniest joke I heard at camping this week. Do it. Oh Are you ready? Is this, this is the ending. This is how we're going to close out. Okay. And the best part is it has to do with serial killers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What happened to the cannibal that was late for dinner? I don't know. They he gave was the him. last one to survive? No, they gave him the cold shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and we end on that yeah. note. Donner, party of 50. Yeah, yeah really. Right. <laughs> thanks, guys. Okay. How many checks? Oh, thanks, Josh. Oh, just one. <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. Uh, thanks for You're listening awesome. to the Just Josh and Your Podcast. My audience, I love you. You're amazing. And this is us saying goodbye. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace be unto you. <laughs>